Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Mike Pritchard from the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. For the next four hours, we'll keep you up to date on Sunday night football between the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers. All the live wagering opportunities. We'll preview the Monday nighter with the Bengals going to Cleveland to visit the Browns. And we'll recap all the action that went down on Sunday in week eight. Mike, good to be back here with you once again. We've got a game kicking off here in about 20 minutes. Yeah, a lot of people are excited for this one, Brady. I mean, you think about the headliners, the quarterbacks, Josh Allen and uh, certainly Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they uh, lead the way here for this game, but uh, two totally different teams uh, in terms of how the season uh, is going so far for both uh, these clubs. So we'll see what happens. I mean, national TV, the stage, as players, you're amped up, you're ready to go, and you want to certainly give your best performance. Uh, so hopefully, you know, depending on the number here, we're looking at I'm looking at all kinds of numbers on this game, uh, but uh, it should be an exciting one. Well, that was really the story when the week started week eight in the National Football League, the Sunday nighter with the Buffalo Bills opening up as 11 and a half point mm. favorites. Of course, over the summer, back when these lines first came out, they were three and a half point favorites. The look ahead line two weeks ago was eight and a half in favor of Buffalo and now 11 and a half for what they opened at earlier this week. Right now, the consensus number is 10 and a half. So a little bit of money coming in on the Green Bay Packers. Of course, the Green Bay Packers uh, have lost three in a row. Those lost three losses have been to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, three and one against the spread when catching seven or more points in his career. The Bills, they come off of a bye week after beating the Kansas City Chiefs prior to that. Uh, I mentioned the line history is very interesting. Where do you stand right now, Mike, with this at 10.5 in favor of Buffalo with a total of 47.5? I mean, we've seen elite teams off a of bye play well. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out the Eagles. I yeah. mean, the Eagles started off slow, though, and we'll get more into that game. But uh, once they got it going, once they got into a rhythm, okay, it, it was over. Uh, and, and I think, you know, for Buffalo, maybe expecting something similar uh, the fact that they might get off to a slow start, but once they get it in gear, once they find their rhythm, uh, they should be good to go. I mean, they're a really good football team, right? And uh, you know, on the other side of that, Green Bay is trying to figure it out still. Now, the advent of national TV, Sunday night football, again, it amps everybody up. And uh, what if Green Bay puts their best foot forward? What does that look like? I mean, I don't think we've seen that uh, yet, Brady. So if we do see that tonight, it could get interesting. As far as the number, I'm not touching it. Uh, it's Buffalo uh, uh, too many points right there, and, and then laying it, and, and then you look at Green Bay. Uh, I, I mean, trying to get inside this number, the way that they've been executing, uh, is just something I'm avoiding altogether. Maybe a second half bet. The Green Bay Packers have been outscored by 43 points in second half of games this season. Mm -hmm. That is 31st in the league. The Bills have scored on 46% of their possessions. That is third best in the league. 
Green Bay has scored on less than 27% of their possessions. That is third from last in the league. And you'll like this one, Mike. We talked about this on Saturday. I know you start your handicapping out with the team totals, Mm -hmm. and you kind of like to go from there. The Buffalo Bills are the only team in the NFL this season to hold every opponent below their implied team total. And that is really saying something about this defense. When you have the odds makers, you know, you have a a total. Okay, let's say the total's 46 and one team's favored by whatever. That indicates that one team is supposed to score this and the other team the other, the implied team total. The Bills have held every single team in their game so far this season to under that number. They're averaging nearly 43 yards per drive. That is the most in the league. David Bakhtiari, Elgin Jenkins, Rashawn Gary are all still listed as questionable here, as is Christian Watson. Uh, we do have Alan Lazard out for this game. My numbers came to the Bills minus 9, the Bills minus 12, and the Bills minus 11. And if I could get this at 10, or and I don't think it's going to dip under 10, but boy, if I could get it under 10, I think I would actually play the favorite here. Yeah, how about that? I mean, you look at Buffalo, and, and you know, I was just watching a lot of tape on them. Uh, there's really no tendencies to focus in on. Like, they could be backed up, Brady, deep in their own territory. They're going to throw a bomb. We saw that against <laughs> Pittsburgh. Remember right. that? <laughs> right. Uh, or they can be conservative. They can dink and dunk. I mean, matriculate the football down the field because Josh uh, Allen is able to do that. Uh, you, you think about the lack of a running game, but yet with Josh Allen, they do have a running game, you know, if they want to. Uh, so it's fascinating. I don't know how Green Bay is going to play them because if they play man-to-man, uh, there's just too much firepower out there to play man-to-man. If they play zone, uh, we've seen Green Bay uh, give up a lot of yards, uh, a lot of throwing lanes too, open throwing lanes, I think, for Josh Allen. Uh, and so it's going to be tough just to match up for Green Bay against what Buffalo wants to do. Uh, and then on the other side for Aaron Rodgers, again, they're trying to figure out what they want to do, what their identity is. They don't even know yet, Brady, mm-hmm. in terms of what their identity is offensively. So to try to establish that on Sunday night football against the best team in football – uh, that's just a tall order. Um, now, it is Aaron Rodgers, and again, you know, maybe publicly he's saying all these things to kind of fire up the troops, but then privately he's embracing the young pups that he's playing with out there. Who knows? I, I, I think there's an age gap uh, that has splintered this team a little bit. No Randall Cobb in this game for Aaron Rodgers either, so two of his receiving weapons out of this game, and Christian Watson listed as questionable. We'll see if he's going to go. Uh, what about the total, Mike? There mm-hmm. are some 47s in the market. We've seen so many primetime games stay under the total this year. 47.5 is the consensus number. You know, I'm kind of torn on this one. I, I lean a little bit towards the under because 47.5 is a pretty big number. Uh, the Bills are certainly explosive, uh, but they're also such a shutdown defense mm-hmm. and the weapons that the Packers are missing. However, there's so much going against the Green Bay Packers here. There's so much momentum, the, the double-digit spread, what have you. I do kind of feel like they're going to come out with a little bit of an effort tonight and possibly put some points on the board. And if Green Bay scores 24 points, this game's going over the total. Absolutely. It would definitely go over, I believe, because you got Buffalo on the other side, like I mentioned. But uh, the challenge for Green Bay is to get in sync, get in rhythm against Von Miller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and without Bakhtiari, and even if Bakhtiari's playing, I mean, the guy hasn't played a lot of football lately, and now he's going to go up against a Hall of Famer. Uh, and Von Miller is a Hall of Famer. Let, let's go, go go ahead and define that right now. Rousseau on the other side, too. I mean, they move him around. They're going to get Oliver back and Phillips back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's a rotation. Uh, if you go back to the Rams game, uh, and it's a similar offense, the Rams and what Green Bay is going to do, 
that rotation on the defensive line just caused havoc for Stafford and the offensive line. They beat him up. Uh, and so now you have a banged-up Packers offensive line, uh, a makeshift offensive line, if you will, and now you have a full-strength Buffalo Bills D-line. I, I, that's just tough. That's tough work right there. Well, you know what's interesting to me about the Green Bay Packers? There was a lot of talk this offseason about their defense mm-hmm. being so much All improved, right. and it really hasn't been that good. I think they've been okay. Um, they're, they're pretty average, I guess, uh, if you look at the rankings in the league metrics and whatnot. Um, but now they're going up against maybe the very best offense in the NFL. They certainly rank number one in a number of categories. I wonder if that defense is going to have it in them tonight to shut down at all or contain this Buffalo Bills team. What is your thought on the Packers on the defensive side of the ball? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I think for Sunday night football this stage, you're going to put your best foot forward. You're going to try to play aggressive. You're going to try to play physical, and that's what it takes to stop the run. Uh, getting off of blocks, Brady, you know, being violent at, a t- at the point of attack and getting off of blocks. And uh, we haven't really seen the Green Bay Packers be consistent doing that. Uh, and, but on Sunday Night Football, a lot of that goes out the window. And, and I think uh, you'll see that type of effort. But then the execution of it or the adjustments uh, off of all of that, you know, where, do, where does Green Bay go? And uh, I, I think the defensive coordinator, Barry, um, he's, he's up against it. Uh, some players I, – I, the injuries on that side of the ball, too. Uh, but there's just so much firepower and so much offense uh, there for Buffalo at their disposal. I mean, we, again, look at the Eagles. Look at Kansas City. I mean, you find ways to adjust throughout a football game of 60 minutes, and uh, I think Buffalo is capable of doing that. Good news here for Green Bay Packers backers, non-division underdogs of more than eight points on Sunday night football when facing an opponent off of a straight-up and against-the-spread win are 18-2 and two against the number. So that would apply certainly to the Green Bay Packers catching 10.5 this mm-hmm. evening. Let's look at some of the player props here. For Aaron Rodgers, his under or over passing TDs, the number is set at 1.5, and, and over 1.5 touchdown passes for Rodgers is an underdog at plus 125. And I thought that was a pretty good bet. And it okay. ki- kind of goes to my rationale there where I said, Green Bay's if, if this game's going to go over the total – Green Bay is going to have to score some points. It's really on Green Bay to mm-hmm. do some scoring if this game's going to go over the total. And, and I do think they will have a bit of an effort here on national TV. They've been down so low, they can't really go any lower. I, I think they'll show up tonight. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, maybe won't even cover the spread, but uh, I, I think they're going to show up on offense a little bit. And I think getting Aaron Rodgers to throw two touchdown passes at plus 125 is a pretty good bet. You know what? It sounds like a good bet. It really does. I'm, I'm thinking about uh, what type of uh, touchdowns could happen. I mean, we could see a big play. We could see a busted coverage, something like that. The rust factor for Buffalo to begin the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Tanyan, too, is somebody that uh, Aaron relies on, um, uh, you know, from, from a comfort standpoint. Uh, and that's a tight end. That's, that could be a, a matchup situation. Uh, we know about the safety uh, status of the safeties for, uh, for Buffalo, too. And, and you know, I, I think – uh, Poyer is fantastic. He's awesome. The linebackers are so fast, too, and big. Uh, that's a lot to deal with, too. I mean, I think if Green Bay figures that they have matchups, it's going to be against those linebackers with their running backs and tight end. 
We'll see if they can get that running game together. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you think that's a great combination. Mm-hmm. And we've seen them in flashes do really well and impact a ball game. But last week, you know, they were awful. And, and it's just weird to think that when you have two very good players like that, and, and we've seen both of them really have success right. early in the season when the Packers were winning ball games, but it hasn't been the case as of late. Of course, they have lost three in a row, and they go into Buffalo tonight where they are Oh, and six. They have never, never won, won at game. Buffalo. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they are 13-0 and 0 in primetime games are the Green Bay Packers, but they have never won at Buffalo. Oh, and six the last six times they have visited Western New York. We'll be back with some more player props in just a moment. Stick around. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Sunday night football about five minutes away from Western New York. The Buffalo Bills hosting the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers have lost three in a row. The Buffalo Bills off of a bye week. And, Mike, you were telling me off air, the Bills on a run of 7-0 and straight up right. when they come out of their bye week, looking to make it eight in a row. And they are favored by 10.5 points in this game. The Green Bay Packers have the number one pass defense in the NFL, but they rank 27th against the run. Looking at these rushing player props, I kind of like Devin Singletary over 56 and a half yards for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they will be facing the number one rush defense in the Buffalo Bills. 47 and a half yards for Aaron Jones, 25 and a half yards for D- uh, A.J. Dillon. Those numbers seem awful low. I'd probably stay away, but they are going against the best in the business against the run. Yeah, I would stay away personally because I just don't know what we're going to get from Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know they're tinkering. I know they're trying to figure it out, but I I don't know what that means for them and uh, where their confidence is. Again, put their best foot forward, uh, meaning effort, energy, and and enthusiasm. But, okay, execution uh, is the other side of that, too. And can they do that against Buffalo? Buffalo is number one across the board defensively uh, except for passing yards. The only reason why... They're not in the top 10 from a passing guard standpoint. Is I think they play so much prevent, you know, yeah. uh, when they're in games at times and they give up a lot of yards that way. But when it's a competitive uh, situation, uh, this defense gets after uh, an opponent uh, in their offense. So uh, I'm staying away from any props uh, on the Green Bay side right now. Well, I like Aaron Rodgers over one and a half touchdown okay. passes at plus 125. I think there's good value there on Rodgers to uh, throw a couple of touchdown passes tonight. I'm also leaning towards over the total, over 47 or 47 and a half, because I think the Packers will put up some points. I think they will have a little bit of an inspired effort effort here on national television. But I also like the Bills. If I had to bet a side, I, I would lay the 10 and a half points with the Bills. I believe they will pull away, and maybe this is a 31 to 20 type game, something like that. As far as the player props, the other one, the rushing prop that I like, Devin Singletary, over 56 and a half yards going against the 27th ranked rush defense in the NFL and the Green Bay Packers. I think you could see a, a heavy dose of Devin Singletary tonight 
There's also a rushing prop, of course, on the quarterback, Josh Allen, 39 and a half yards, under or over 39 and a half yards, Mike. Over is the favorite at minus 120. Well, I know Buffalo, they don't want to run Josh Allen unless they have to. Right. Um, this is a guy that... That's not what he'll tell you, though. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll say, look, I, I want to win. And he's <laughs> He a, looks like he's going to go out there and run it whenever he wants. He's a great athlete. He really is. I mean, he's an incredible, incredible player, uh, Brady. And yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, you can't control that from Josh. Josh Allen is part of his game, but uh, he'll he'll be disciplined, I believe, and run when he knows he can get a, a chunk yard play or or if he has to, uh, you know. But if he can dink and dunk or if he can get rid of the football and, and really expose the Packers and what they want to do defensively, uh, I think he'll do that too. So this year coming into the season about Buffalo is all about being a physical football team, I thought, uh, because they were a finesse team most of the, most of the season last year. But I think they learned that they do need to be physical. So coming off a of bye week, I mean, I expect um, Buffalo to kind of uh, assert that a little bit. So uh, from a rushing attack, I mean, I can get on board uh, when you look at some rushing yards props there. Now, Josh Allen, again, it's almost 40. It has to be 40 yards. Uh, it seems like right? a lot. It seems like a lot. But, uh, you know, how many times is he really going to rush the football or how many times is he going to escape out the pocket? Uh, so that's, that, that to me is kind of hard to, to predict here. It feels like the general betting public would also gravitate towards playing the over mm -hmm. on that prop because mm -hmm. they see Josh Allen run all over the field and do amazing things. That would kind of lean me to betting the under on that one. Uh, I, I haven't made any plays in this game, and I don't think I'm going to. I talked about uh, how poorly Green Bay is performing in the second half, giving up 43 points in the second half of games so far this year. And maybe the second half is a play. Obviously, you have to see what happens here in the first half. But is there any one bet, side, total, or prop that you would lean to as we get just about a minute before kickoff here? Um, I'm kind of like you, leaning to the over. Okay. But, again, it's the whole Sunday night primetime thing and – I know you lay around the hotel all day. <laughs> uh, you watch football all day, and then you get to the stadium, you get amped up too. So, ah, man, I mean, Buffalo is such a machine, uh, and, and they can score, you know, when they get into rhythm. But uh, the other side of that would be, can Green Bay get there? I, I, I'm staying away. That's what you're banking on. <laughs> well, yeah. If, 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 yeah. They, if the total's going to go over, Green Bay's got to score some points. Right, Buffalo get will get theirs. Yeah, I think so. I, I can't get there with Green Bay, though, because I just don't know uh, what we're going to get. Uh, All right, Aaron Rodgers, the, the critical comments, uh, blaming everybody except him. Uh, and, and, you know, in a locker room, that, that's, not, that's not a good thing. So we have uh, given out here some leans and some opinions, but uh, for the most part, we're going to sit back and watch this one, <laughs> monitor the in-game uh, odd situation. We'll give that out as well, and maybe we'll come up with a play uh, before all is said and done here on Sunday Night Football. Let's uh, get to our first recap of the evening, and that is the Broncos at the Jaguars, a London game bright and early on the West Coast this morning, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Jacksonville got on the board first with a Trevor Lawrence to Evan Ingram 22-yard touchdown pass. It was 7 to nothing Jaguars. They added a field goal in the second quarter, but Denver counted with a Russell Wilson to Jerry Judy 10-yard catch and carry, 10-7 to Jacksonville at halftime. And then Melvin Gordon gave the Broncos the lead in the third quarter with a one-yard touchdown run. But the fourth quarter is where this game really got interesting. We spoke about how the Jaguars have been outscored in the fourth quarter of games this season, 55-23. to 
With less than four minutes left in regulation, Travis Etienne gives the Jaguars the lead, 17-14. Then Russell Wilson went to work. A 47-yard strike to K.J. Hamler. That set up a seven-yard touchdown run for Latavius Murray, and the Broncos were back on top, 21-17. Now, the Jaguars had a chance to pull it off themselves with a last-minute comeback, one minute and 43 seconds left in the game, but Trevor Lawrence was intercepted by Kaywon Williams, and that was your ball game. Denver wins it outright as short underdogs. The line closed as Jacksonville minus one with a total of 40 and a half. The game stays under the total. The Broncos move to three and five, and the Jaguars drop to two and six. They have lost five in a row. Yep, uh, had to lean towards the Broncos in that one. I mean, certainly you could look at some teasers uh, in the situation. I think it closed at one yep. uh, at the south point there. Um, but, you know, the Broncos, the sentiment was so low on that football team. Uh, it, it was bound to get better, I think, and, and in particular, Russell Wilson. Uh, going into that game, he was second in the league with explosive plays, meaning uh, passes over 25 yards. He had three of them uh, for sure. He had more than that. But Dulcich had one, Judy, uh, certainly Hamler. And uh, you think about that impact and, and the problems, too, for the Broncos. And, and something we talked about yesterday – uh, coming out at halftime with adjustments and being able to score touchdowns, okay, they accomplished that goal. Uh, they had a touchdown in the third quarter. Uh, and then you look at, um, you know, in the red zone. Uh, the Broncos were 3-3 three of three in the red zone. Uh, and that helped them out, too, uh, in this football game. On the other side, That's Jackson, something they haven't done all season. All season. All season. And so, you know, it looks like they might be correcting things. But, again, it's the opponent. Uh, it's Jacksonville. They're a young, impressionable team. Uh, they can't finish games. Mm -hmm. uh, Trevor Lawrence is a, a talented, talented player, but he still makes mistakes. Uh, key mistake in the red zone, throwing an interception, uh, and then just ball placement a lot of times, too, out there on the football field. So against elite defenses, you have to be pinpoint. Uh, and, and Trevor Lawrence was not that way today, and uh, you give a lot of credit to the Broncos that way. The Buffalo Bills start with the ball on offense from their own 25-yard line, and there's our man Devin Singletary. First carry of the <laughs> ball right. game for about six yards. He only needs about 50 more to go over that <laughs> rushing prop. The game closes at a consensus 10.5 points in favor of Buffalo with a total of 47.5. There were a couple of 47s around town mm -hmm. and a couple of 11s in favor of the Buffalo Bills as well. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you talk about them not being able to finish games, and, and we did that on the preview, how poorly they've been in the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. how they've been outscored 55-23. to 23. Well, they were even in the fourth quarter today, 7-7, to 7, but outscored in the second half, 14-7. to 7. Yeah, I mean, every game that they've been in, they've had a lead going into the fourth quarter, if you think about it. And uh, I think for Jacksonville, uh, it's about finishing. It's about making plays in, in, in critical situations. And again, they've got a young team uh, and a new coach, and – I, I'm not going to suggest that they're filling it out. It's just they don't know. Last year was, was so bad and so pitiful because of Urban Meyer. Uh, he was not going to teach these guys mm -hmm. uh, that fact. And so Peterson, uh, now the new head coach, he's got a lot to do in terms of helping this young team understand what it takes to win football games in the league week in and week out. The Buffalo Bills, a well-defended pass play there by the Green Bay Packers. And on third and four, Josh Allen's going long, and that one is nearly intercepted. The uh, receiver there had to play defensive back and knock it away from the Green Bay Packers. So a successful first uh, defensive stand there yep. for the Green Bay Packers. They 
make the uh, the big bully Buffalo Bills uh, go three and out there, and Aaron Rodgers and company will go to work here early in the first quarter, their first possession on offense. We'll come back with an update on Sunday Night Football and recap the Bears at the Cowboys when we return. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. It includes our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, Pro tips actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl season, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you back inside the Pro Football Blitz. Sunday night football is underway. The Buffalo Bills go three and out on their first possession. And Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers moving the ball nicely, really on the ground. Aaron Jones catching passes out of the backfield and rushing the ball successfully. But a sack right there of Aaron Rodgers, and that will stall the drive momentarily. We'll see what they can do here. They do have the ball into Buffalo Bill territory. Now that sack may have dropped him. It looks like this dropped him right to midfield here. And Green Bay is facing third and 15, about nine and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. It was very interesting here. And that looks like Christian Watson for a gain of about 13. Looks like he'll come up just short. Uh, Interesting decision here. Probably too long of a field goal for Mason Crosby to attempt. Maybe Matt LaFleur will choose to go for it, and now Watson down, Yeah, an injured player on the field for the Packers. Yeah, Watson's battled back, and then he catches a pass, and, and then all of a sudden he's hurt here. But uh, that was a big hit, too. I want to say it was Poyer uh, just flying around right now. But you're right. You know, if you're Green Bay, why, why punt it away here? Yeah. Uh, Mason Crosby capable of making the long ones, but this is Buffalo. You know Buffalo's going to score. I think it's four-down territory. Uh, if you're in positive territory, meaning mm-hmm. you're across the 50-yard line, that, that has to be your mindset uh, for Lafleur. And you got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you have zero to lose at this point. Uh, so that, you know, from a betting standpoint, keep that in mind. Uh, I think uh, going into this game, also taking advantage of the rust factor for Buffalo. Uh, perhaps you can jump out uh, and, and get into a lead situation and, and try to control the game that way. Uh, with complimentary football on both sides of the ball if you're Green Bay. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an aggressive mindset. But, uh, I mean, if you lose Watson, uh, I, I mean, you're, you're up against it in terms of Aaron Rodgers and wide receivers who you can throw to on the outside. Uh, just from a fan standpoint, I, I don't have a dog in this fight, mm-hmm. but I really want to see Christian Watson come out of this okay yeah. because he's a player I'm really interested in watching, and, mm-hmm. and I want to see him successful. Uh, I think he's going to be a fun player to watch. So I hope uh, he makes it out of this okay and comes back into the game and uh, we can watch him uh, put on a show possibly tonight in Buffalo. It was interesting watching the live line here, Mike. Uh, Green Bay, as they were moving the ball into Buffalo territory, got as low as a a six-and-a-half-point dog, almost Mm -hmm. cut their uh, pregame number in half there, but now back up to eight-and-a-half as they're facing fourth and probably about three yards or so, again, in Buffalo territory inside the Buffalo 40-yard line, about nine minutes left to go in the first quarter. 
Uh, we were talking about the London game in mm -hmm. the segment prior. The Denver Broncos get the win over the Jaguars 21-17. to What's next up for these two teams? The Denver Broncos will go on a bye. I believe they're the first team to play a London game this year that actually took the bye the next week. That's typically what all teams do when they travel to London. But Denver, I believe the first one that has actually gone on with their bye, they will be off next week in Week 9. And the Jacksonville Jaguars will return home to host the Las Vegas Raiders. And mm. we'll talk about that game later. But, boy, that was a disaster for the Raiders. The Raiders are a one-point favorite next week at Jacksonville, a total of 46-and-a-half. What do you make of that one? What's your first impression there? I, I mean, the, the first impression right there, the Raiders are, are soul-searching. I mean, the Raiders, uh, they're going to stay on the road uh, on the yeah. East Coast, uh, try to get acclimated if you can. But – uh, you're going to be away from your family. Uh, I mean, that that's something that's a dynamic. I, I think as better as we got to factor that in, too. And uh, the Raiders laid an egg today. Uh, and I don't know how you bounce back. Uh, I mean, everything was in front of the Raiders. They were saying all the right things, all the uh, positive things in terms of the season's not over, had a great opportunity to get back into the playoff race, but then they, they squandered it, uh, right? And then Jacksonville, such a young team. Uh, they fight hard. They just can't finish the game. They're going to hear that all week. Let's finish. Let's, let's finish. We're going to be at home. We got an advantage right there. So uh, initially, uh, I can see why that's the short number right now. Uh, I don't know what to make of the Raiders yet. Um, and then the bounce back situation for Jacksonville. I, I, I can't call it right now. Brady, I'm going to have to do some work on that game. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a great feel for it either. Yeah. The Raiders were a one or one and a half point favorite today mm -hmm. at New Orleans. Of course, they get shut out. The Jacksonville Jaguars have lost five in a row. Uh, the Raiders obviously a short favorite at Jacksonville. I'll tell you one thing. One, my first reaction, certainly, and I thought about this when I was watching that Raider game today. We saw this happen when Jacksonville shut out the Indianapolis Colts. In fact, by the same score, 24 to nothing earlier this year. The Colts bounced back the next week and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You always can expect an NFL team to bounce back after being shut out. So my first reaction would be to lean with the Raiders here to get right. Well, it's the first shutout since, what, 2014 for the Raiders, too. Wow. Uh, and the thing about it, Brady, this is a team that went to the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. Everything was going in the right direction. Here comes Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, certainly as a head coach, has never been in this situation where he has helped his team get out of a hole. Uh, as an offensive coordinator, you had Tom Brady, uh, you had Bill, Bill Belichick to lean on too. Josh McDaniels is going to have to figure this out along with the Raiders on the road. Uh, so it's teetering, right? I, I think for the Broncos even, watching the Broncos play today, it's good that they have a bye week because what's teetering about that football team is that they're splintered. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was nobody, I mean, no offensive lineman helping Russell Wilson up or supporting him if he got hit. I mean, you could just see some of the body language, too. It wasn't until that last drive or, or towards the end of the game where the Broncos really thought, okay, let's go out and win it if we can. And uh, you saw some players make some plays. But I, I think there's some situations out there that are teetering uh, from, from a team or culture aspect. And I think the Broncos and certainly the Raiders are part of that. The Green Bay Packers were not successful on that fourth and three. Christian Watson, by the way, did walk off the field under his own power. He looked to be okay, maybe just shaken up a little bit on a tough hit there. But Buffalo now with the ball on offense as they take over and downs. They've got a first and ten. And here's my guy Singletary, and he breaks a big one off here and not going to go all the way, but down into the red zone about the 15-yard line. He's going to hit over his rushing prop here pretty soon <laughs> in, in the, the first, first quarter. quarter. <laughs> 
So yeah. uh, the Bills off and running there with Devin Singletary against that porous rush defense for the Green Bay Packers. I will say this about this game so far. I mean, a lot of running plays. I mean, mm -hmm. off a of bye week, uh, that's an offensive line coach. Maybe that's an offensive lineman. So, look, I want to hit somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to start this football game at home, you got to get back into that flow. You got to get that lather going. So uh, you see the toughness aspect uh, emerging right now to start this game for Buffalo. The Green Bay Packers got as low as six and a half point underdogs in the live market. They are now up to 13 and a half point underdogs in the live market. The Buffalo Bills minus 800 on the money line to go on and win this game. Your total has dropped down to 45 and a half. Uh, let's talk about the Bears and the Cowboys. This one went down in Big D earlier today. Dak Prescott, he ran one in, then he passed for a touchdown. He hit C.D. Lamb from 21 yards out. And just like that, it was 14 to nothing. Cowboys with still five minutes left to go in the first quarter. It was early second quarter, and Justin Fields got the scoring started for Chicago, a three-yard touchdown run, 14 to seven Cowboys. Dallas came right back with a big run by Prescott and then a touchdown run by Tony Pollard. Cowboys were back out in front by 14, 21 to 7, nearly 11 minutes left in the first half. Dallas wasn't done yet. Press got to Jake Ferguson from one yard out, and it was 28 to 7, Cowboys, less than seven minutes to go in the first half. Then 40 seconds before the break, Justin Fields found and Keel Harry for a touchdown, and the Dallas lead was cut to 14 once again. Chicago added a field goal as time expired in the half, 28-17, Cowboys at the break. And then Khalil Herbert found pay dirt for the, for the Bears to begin the third quarter. Chicago went for two and failed, 28-23 Cowboys. But Dallas responded with yet another Tony Pollard touchdown, his second of the day, 35-23 Cowboys. And then on third and 17, with five minutes left in the third quarter, Justin Fields completes a pass to David Montgomery, and he fumbles it as he's making his way upfield. Micah Parsons recovers, goes the other way, and returns it for a touchdown. An incredible play, 42-28 to in favor of Dallas. Then Tony Pollard added his third touchdown of the day in the fourth quarter, 49-29 Cowboys with 10 minutes left in the game. There was no further scoring after that. The Cowboys dominate Chicago, 49-29 to the final and the Cowboys, they moved to 6-2 and two on the season. The, uh, the Bears dropped to 3-5. and five. Cowboys win and cover the number, and the game sails over the total. Yeah, how about that? I mean, the Pop Warner nature of Justin Fields isn't going to work against an elite <laughs> uh, team like that. Justin Fields had three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, one on the ground, two in the air. Um, you know, you look at his passing, too. It's on par for who he is right now as a quarterback, uh, 151 yards. Uh, he had 179, 180 yards against New England. Um, but that's the thing, like the opponent, the quality of the opponent. I mean, Dallas and that defense is – do you think Dallas is elite? Defense? Well, as a team. No, okay. not, but but their defense is pretty darn good. Right. Even Very with Pollard, good. though. Right. A little bit different, right? I mean, I think they were playing a weak team today. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't expect the Bears to show up after that huge upset win right. on uh, Monday Night Football last week. They came back down to earth for sure. First and goal for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen running it to the one-yard line. We'll update you when we come back on the other side. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whatever you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join in every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet, plus get Sunday Football Parlay Insurance and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. The Buffalo Bills are on the board, 7 to nothing. They lead the Green Bay Packers. Josh Allen to Dawson Knox for about a one-yard touchdown pass. Allen was rushing out to his left and kind of baiting the Green Bay defender to come at him, and once he did, he just threw an easy one to his tight end there, and the extra point is good. 7 to nothing. Buffalo with about three and a half minutes left in the first quarter. The Green Bay Packers had some offense going on their first offensive possession, but eventually turned it over on downs. They were into Buffalo territory inside the 40-yard line, went for it on fourth and three. They did not convert, and Buffalo makes them pay. Christian Watson, by the way, he came off the field under his own power. He looked to be okay, but they have mm-hmm. now taken him back to the locker room for evaluation. Probably a concussion situation there, possibly. Yeah, they took his helmet away. A lot of times that's the indicator that they're going to evaluate uh, for a concussion because as players, look, like you want to get back in there. But uh, I mentioned Poyer flying around his field. I believe it was him uh, flying around in the contact prior to Watson going down. It looked like it could have initiated with the head area right there. So we'll see about the evaluation. But uh, I was thinking about Aaron Rodgers or, or Green Bay Packers never winning uh, in, in Buffalo. Uh, and I, I recalled that as an Atlanta Falcon or as a player in the league, I never won in Buffalo either. Ah. So uh, it's a tough place to get a W, man. It, it is really tough. The fans are there all day. Um, and then you having a team uh, playing the way that they are. It's just a, it's a tall order. Rodgers going back deep here on a flea flicker and cannot connect with his man. Well defended there. Three guys on the wide receiver there for the Green Bay Packers. And the Buffalo Bills now move to 14.5 point favorites in the live market. Your total dips to 44.5. We were talking about the Bears and the Cowboys Mm -hmm. in the last segment, Mike. The Cowboys will go on a bye and the Chicago Bears will return home and host the Miami Dolphins. Miami, a road favorite of four and a half. Now, we'll talk about the Miami game in depth today, but they got healthy with a win. They've now won two in a row with Tua Tangavailoa back at quarterback for a team that had lost three in a row prior to that. You just wonder how the Chicago Bears team is going to respond. They get the big win on Monday Night Football over the Patriots, a huge upset as nearly double-digit dogs. You and I both expected them to come back down to earth today against a really darn good defense in mm-hmm. Dallas. They certainly did. They were blown out, really, by the Dallas Cowboys today. So now, how do they respond returning home, hosting a Miami Dolphins team that, I'm not going to say they're hot, but they've won a couple in a row. Yeah, they're, what, 5-3 and three right now. Uh, two was back, and so they're feeling pretty good about themselves with that situation. You know, Chicago, one of the things that stood out to me, Brady, is that they still competed, though. Yeah, uh, they still played at a physical level, a very physical level. They were just overmatched. They don't have uh, the playmakers. I, I think Iberflus, uh and for Chicago, looking forward, I mean, everything is going to be brighter on the other side of this. I, I really believe they're going to put together a good football team, and they might have found the right coach. Um, I, I think he's pretty good. He, right, right. He's uh, using so, what he has. Exactly. You know? and same thing like with, you alluded to, that he just doesn't have the studs he yet. He doesn't. He doesn't. And defensively, they don't. Um, now, the concepts, though, are, are, are interesting. It, you know, uh, you think, think about Dallas. You think about Tony Pollard and the elusiveness and the type of runner that he is. Miami doesn't have that. We know what Miami is. Miami uh, 
Uh, they like to do the, the plays and the play-action stuff, which kind of confuses me why teams just don't disrupt that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Chicago will. Maybe Iberflus will. Uh, and then on the other side, Justin Fields is a weapon. Justin Fields has established himself as one of those younger quarterbacks that is too dynamic to contain. Uh, he can escape the pocket. It doesn't matter if you're trying to keep him in the pocket. He can make plays for this football team. Once he gets players around him, then the full complement uh, of that offense, I, I think we'll see better days for Chicago, like I mentioned. But uh, going back home, it's going to be a, a good atmosphere, I believe, uh, against a team like Miami. So, uh, And that grass is slow. Mm -hmm. And we know how fast Miami is. Right. That surface out there in Chicago, now we're talking about November uh, that's going to slow down that offense. I'll, I'll be curious to see how they react to that. Yeah, I mean, maybe the initial spot there or the initial reaction would be to take the points with the Chicago Bears. You mentioned the slow field, Miami mm -hmm. very reliant on timing mm -hmm. and speed. And, of course, everybody's going to be down on Chicago, getting blown out by 20 points today at Dallas. Maybe that has influenced the opening line a little bit. We'll see where that line moves throughout the week, but uh, I think you kind of talked me into leaning towards the dog initially, uh, a dog that nobody's a fan of right now mm -hmm. in the Chicago Bears after losing to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Buffalo Bills get the ball back, forcing Green Bay to punt on their second offensive possession of the game. They have the ball now at midfield, so in real good position to put some more points on the board. They move to a 16.5-point favorite in the live market. Your live total drops to 44.5. Uh, let's talk about the Raiders at the Saints. The Raiders closed as one-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 48-and-a-half, and it was a defensive battle for most of the first quarter, but with a minute-and-a-half left in the first frame, Alvin Kamara rushed in from three yards out, and that was the game's first score, seven-to-nothing Saints. Tyron Matthew then intercepted Derek Carr with 11 minutes left in the second quarter, and New Orleans was in business again in Las Vegas territory. Kamara turned that one into his second touchdown of the afternoon, and it was 17-nothing Saints. This was the largest deficit for the Raiders of the entire season, and that's how they would go to the locker room as Will Lutz missed a field goal as time expired, and it remained 17-nothing New Orleans. And I tell you, this just became the Alvin Kamara day. He had more yards than the entire Raiders offense in the first half, and it continued in the third quarter. He had his third touchdown of the afternoon and then a short pass from Andy Dalton that he turned into a 36-yard score, and it was 24 to nothing. Saints through three quarters of football. The Raiders, a top 10 offense in the league, had not crossed midfield, and they were being shut out. They did not run a play in Saints territory until there were just two minutes left in this ball game. Derek Carr ended up getting pulled for Jared Stidham, and it was just garbage time. 24-0 is how it ended. The Saints pitch a shutout against the number three offense in the NFL. They cover as one-and-a-half-point underdogs, winning it outright, and the game stays well under the total. Devontae Adams had one catch for three yards. Yep. Not good. Let that sink in for a minute. Josh Jacobs did not run for 140 yards. No, no. Um, we found out a lot about the Raiders. If they can't run the football, uh, uh, this offense might be too complicated for the players to execute. Okay. Um, and, and Josh McDaniels is going to have to own that, and, and I think he has already. Um, and, and maybe more importantly, understand that. You, you know, once the Raiders carved out an identity, which was running the football, uh, that was going to work for him because it took pressure off the quarterback. Uh, it took pressure off of Derek Carr having to be perfect. Uh, and then you could rely on a running game a little bit. And then you have to rely on a running game to get that crowd out of it. 
I, we've talked about this. That dome is a home field advantage if the fans are into it. Uh, and obviously, sensing what's going on in that division, uh, I, I think the, obviously the fans were into it. But offensively for the Raiders, uh, it, it, is a, it is an uphill battle if they cannot run the football. And you have a premium player or a premier player like Devontae Adams, and he has one catch for three yards, yeah, uh, which is crazy to me. I mean, you should be able to scheme up something or even a matchup situation, create those. Uh, to get Devontae Adams the ball to help out Dekar. I can't think of how many times he was sacked uh, in this game. I could find it real quick, but I know it was too many, way too many, uh, when you think about Derek Carr uh, out there trying to throw the football. But one red zone trip, and you mentioned 0 for 1 uh, at the end of the game. Uh, and then defensively, Alvin Kamara was the most targeted receiver on the team mm -hmm. for the Saints. So, obviously, a high percentage passing game from Andy Dalton. He didn't make a lot of mistakes either. Uh, and, and yet the Raiders' defense couldn't answer anything to that degree in terms of putting up any type of defense. I mean, the matchups were all over the place. Perryman was out of the place. The linebacker position was uh, out of place uh, a lot of times for the Saints, and they took advantage of that. And uh, give credit to Dennis Allen. Uh, I believe he had an ax to grind in this game. Uh, going against his former team that way, and he had a solid plan. He got the troops ready to go defensively to meet, meet the challenge and stopping the run. And once they did that, that game was too easy uh, for the New Orleans Saints at home. I, I think you make a really good point there, and maybe that's what we've learned about the Las Vegas Raiders. And it looked like you and I both liked the Raiders mm -hmm. in this game coming in uh, when we did the Pro Football Blitz preview show on Saturday. Uh, because it looked like they were getting things rolling. The offensive line was playing better. Josh Jacobs had three straight games with 140 or more yards rushing. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it, if they can't run the ball, then this team is really not that good. And that's exactly what we saw today. The Saints stopped the run. Uh, that allowed them to defend the pass, and, and the Raiders were just all out of sorts. So maybe that's a way to look at Raider games going forward. If they're going up against a poor rushing defense, maybe they should have success and they can possibly win ball games. It was weird to see them not be able to score at all because the Saints' defense has not been great. Mm -hmm. You know, they were a highly touted defense in the offseason. They have not been good, especially in their games that they have lost this season. We'll move on, update Sunday Night Football when we come back.